Hello Tea Crew and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today we're going to be getting into all the trending topics all over social media and the internet and we're also going to be doing a deep dive on the Grammy nominations so you're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. All right, T-Crew, let's get into these boiling hot topics because it was pretty active. I was like, thank goodness. You know, we've been having a couple lackluster weeks, but I like to bring the podcast to you guys every week for consistency sake. And then also, you know, I really enjoy it too. So I always try to find something out of nothing, but this week they were actually topics. So let's get into it. Um, the first one here, Larza's reaction to Gertie's cancer. So on Real Housewives of Miami, we have known about, um, Gertie's cancer situation. And it is unfortunate, um, that because of social media, because of everything that we have access to now, we're able to see, um, when people are going through stuff in real time. So we all knew about her uh, stage one uh, breast cancer diagnosis, right? Um, Which was, I want to say at the top, revealed at BravoCon that Gertie is now cancer-free. So, so excited to hear that she is cancer-free and the treatments that she underwent um, were effective and everything is copacetic now. So I am very uh, happy to uh, say that at the beginning of this topic. But Larza's reaction to her cancer was completely wild. So let's get into it. So she shares that Larza is the first person that she's really told outside of her family. And the reason that she told her that is because of the way that she's kind of been acting towards Larza in the season. And she's just basically saying, hey, listen, there's more going on that you don't know about. And she discovered, you know, she discusses with her that she does have cancer. Larza's reaction was, how do you know? She really told this woman who was going through cancer at the time, how do you know that you have cancer? And then she says, well, why don't you just tell me earlier? She's like, I was still getting tested. Like when somebody tells you, especially, you know, go to the doctor or whatever, and they tell you you have cancer, they don't just tell you that day. They run multiple tests. They say, you know, we think we may have found something. Then they do more tests. And then they tell you um, when it is definite, if you, you know, have a diagnosis like that, they're not going to just tell you like the first day, like, oh, well, you definitely have cancer. We're going to go ahead and start the treatment. Like, no, they have to do multiple tests. That's why she couldn't tell you, Larza, in the beginning. And for you to be like, oh, you should have told me earlier. It really shows how self-centered Larza is. And honestly, this is why I think the other women are not as active and happy about her relationship with Marcus Jordan. Because I truly think that they're like, Larza, it always has to be about you. And that's why nobody really supports the good things that are happening in her life because she thinks it always has to be about her. Then, you know, Gertie's like, listen, I, you know, really want to keep this under wraps. I don't want the entire group to know yet. You know, I'm just processing as she should having breast cancer. Okay. The very same day, just hours after having lunch with the girl, she goes back and tells the entire group that she has cancer. 
And then the rest of them are in a frenzy. They're like, what stage? What's going on? Da, 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 da. And Lars is like, I don't know. She just sat down and told me that she has cancer. And I'm like, this is exactly why she didn't want you to share the news with the other ladies. That she was going to get to it as she kind of developed her own thoughts and opinions about her own cancer. This is what, to me, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I do like Miami. I thoroughly enjoy Miami. I like watching it on Peacock. I think the women on, um, you know, Miami bring it every time. But I honestly just don't understand why. <laughs> why Larza is so out of touch with what is going on in reality. Here's a hint, people. This is for everybody. <laughs> if somebody shares with you that they have cancer, the first thing that you need to do is express your empathy for the situation and just ask them what you can do to help support them. Not tell them how do you know and tell them that they should have told you earlier. Like, Ma'am, we don't need to tell you any earlier than when we have told you. We need you to understand <laughs> that this is a serious thing that I'm sharing with you. And I just want you to process it and take it in. I don't need you to tell me anything else or asking about my diagnosis or, you know, sometimes people will say, yeah, you should get a second opinion, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, that stuff is fine after you said, oh my God, I'm so sorry, We'll get through this. You know, the things like, Larsa, come on. Even you know that. <laughs> the things must be said first before you dive in. Okay. Oh my gosh. Just her face. She was just looking at her like, I have cancer. And Larsa was just looking at her like, what? What? <laughs> God. Which is only, only why I am giggling and making kind of like light of this is because um, you know, Gertie is in remission and cancer free. So just before y'all start jumping down my throat, I know it's a serious thing. God forbid anyone get cancer. Hopefully we'll get a cure soon. Um, but I'm only kind of being so playful because she is in remission and she shared that news at BravoCon. All right, let's get into this next topic here. Todd Tucker explains why it's okay for married men to stay in the strip club on the late night. So Todd has a new YouTube show where he basically um, is getting his glam, which for most guys is just like haircuts or, you know, trimming the beard and stuff like that at the same time as when Candy gets her glam. So Todd speaks to the ladies who do Candy's hair and makeup while he's getting his haircut and stuff. And they have these conversations on his YouTube channel and they were basically discussing him wanting to come home at, you know, really late hours as a married man. Now, Todd was basically saying that sometimes when men go to the strip club and, you know, it's after hours or whatever, he said, particularly for him, he knows some of the owners and the organizers of the events, some of the promoters and things like that. And after hours, when the music is low, they just chill and have a couple drinks and cocktails after um, the club shuts down so that if he's getting home at like three thirty, four o'clock, it's not because he was like hooking up with one of the dancers or he went somewhere afterwards. He's saying that it's because he's hanging out with the owners and the people that he knows from the club. 
I'm not going to lie. My first thought was, why do you know so many strip club owners and so many strip club promoters, but Todd be in the strip clubs? And I think that's something that Candy really never liked about their marriage is that Todd is always like, he's just a guy that likes to go to the strip club. Like I put on our, um, tea talk with Shy Instagram page. There are some guys who just like to chill at the strip club. And sometimes it's really innocent. As far as strip clubs go, they're going, they're tipping and they're leaving. They just enjoy and like to relax at a strip club. You know, whether that's something that you find to be appropriate for your marriage is something, you know, you have to discuss with your partner at the same time, it's just like, you kind of knew this about Todd when you married him. Cause Todd was kind of always known, um, you know, in New York and Atlanta for being around the strip clubs. Like that's just Todd Tucker and strip clubs kind of go hand to hand. Um, but I can understand like knowing and being approving of going to the strip club, having a good time, and then coming home at like 12, 1230 versus going to the strip club and staying there till like 330 or so in the morning. I just think that ultimately, you know, you have to respect your partner's wishes. There's always a compromise um, that can come into play, right? Like you don't really want him to go, but if he goes for a couple hours with friends and just has drinks, that's one thing. Um, or, you know, whatever you guys decide as a couple, but I don't know, <laughs> there's been so many rumors swirling about that, but I'll just leave that at that. I think it's just interesting that he knows so many promoters and club owners that have strip clubs. I'm like, all right, Todd, I don't think you giving what you think you're giving in this debate, but okay. Um, we'll move on for now. I can't guys listen. Mm. just sip some tea on that i can't wait to give you the tea on that situation but see over here at tea talk with shy we're not messy and we do not want to contribute to the breakdown of anybody's marriage so until it comes out on a mainstream platform you won't hear me talking about a girl Mm -hmm. candy ain't suing me all right (laughs) let's get into the next speaking of suing no i'm just kidding let's get into the next topic here Benzino spins out after Coyle Ray shares that she feels her dad is jealous of her music career. He post he posted all weekend about the topic and then he went on live with Tasha K herself. Ooh, so let's get into it. So Coyle Ray basically sat down for an interview and of course it always comes up the topic of her dad. For those that don't know, Benzino was um one of the founders and um leaders, I guess you could say, of the Source magazine. And in the, I guess it was the late 90s into the 2000s, the Source was just it for hip hop news. It was kind of like um, how complex is now. That's what the Source was for, for reference for people that don't um, remember that time. And then he was also on Love and Hip Hop back in the day with Althea. <laughs> so he did that. But Yeah, so basically, Benzino has always said that he helped to set up um, Corey's career by some of the um, contacts that he had. They knew that she was his daughter, and so they were more interested in joining with her and being um, on a label with her and things like that, and that he asserts that she got a lot of that through his association and through his name. 
And she just shared honestly that she feels like in the beginning, she thought he didn't know what to say. And he was just kind of fumbling um, PR wise when it came to her career. But now she truly feels like he is jealous of her success and he just wants to insert himself and be part of it. Now, I was kind of sad to hear this news because lately um, it seems like I think there was a festival or something that Croy performed at and Benzino pulled up to support his daughter and they seemed to be having a great time and he was super proud of her and she got on the stage and did her thing and it was just like a nice moment between dad and daughter. Now he's attacking Buster Rhymes. He's saying that, you know, there's no way you should be doing a video with my daughter. She's like half naked and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, like you have to understand more than most fathers. She is an artist. Buster Rhymes is an artist. They're both adults and there's a treatment for a video. There's certain, you know, outfits, there's certain poses. None of these people are really in relationships at the most, for the most part they're painting a picture in the music video. So it's like, of all people, Benzino, you should understand that concept. That should not be something foreign to you as someone who's been in the music industry for so long. So for you to get mad about this, it's like, do you have ulterior motives? Are you trying to say, you know, that you possibly are jealous of your own daughter's music career? And then it's like, don't go on live with Tasha K talking about your own flesh and blood. This is the thing, right? And we went through this same thing when Benzina was talking about, you know, Koi not talking about the way she was raised and things like that. When she does interviews, that's her truth. She has to say what she feels about the question that was asked to her. As her dad, and you want to go and ask questions or follow up questions behind closed doors about her responses, that's fine. But to take it to social media all weekend, it's like, did you even call your daughter and ask her about the interview? Ask her about some of the responses? You know, some interviews are clipped to bits. It's like she could have been saying a bunch of other things. But when we get the clips, it's 30 seconds. It's 20 seconds. It's 15 seconds in some cases. So that might not have been her complete thought. But that might have just been something that's going to sell the interview, going to sell the podcast, right? So people are going to put out what's going to sell um, and get people interested in watching the entire interview. That's their whole point in putting a clip out. So you never know if that clip is something that was genuine to what she was actually saying, or she could have been saying something else. I just really want them to repair their relationship at this point, because it's been so back and forth that it's just like, I really just want them to get on the conversation on Zeus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Behind closed doors somewhere, I really get a chance to discuss this because there's really no reason why, you know, after all these years, like just support each other. She got the music gene from you. Obviously you would think you'd be proud about that. Not going back and forth on social media and with Tasha Cat. Ugh, like, please make it make sense. Sorry, my throat's kind of hurting a little bit, so I might be having a little more tea than usual. <laughs> Literally. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's get into the next topic here. Academic said Diddy tried to set him up when he was invited to a private party over the weekend. So Diddy had a private party over the weekend. Academics gets the call, and he is told that he has been personally invited by Diddy to pull up to this event, right? So academics immediately thinks he's being set up because 
you know, Diddy's boo thing, long time um, on again, off again, is Carisha, who is best friends with Saucy Santana. Now, academics thought that if he rolled into this party, he was definitely going to catch that fade that he's been dodging all this time, right? So academics said, of course, you know, he wasn't going to go because he felt like it was some type of setup that he would show up to the party and Saucy Santana would pop around the corner and start wailing on him or something like that. Listen, I understand it completely. Like if I was academics, I wouldn't go either. But it's just so funny to me that he is really, really, really trying to run from this fade and get away from Saucy Santana. After he had so many homophobic things to say about him, he is really scared to fight this man. Insane. So he didn't go and we didn't get what we wanted. It was, let me just say this. When I posted, I think it was the mini sip about the situation with Saucy Santana and so many of you guys got into my comments, DMs, story replies and was just like, oh, I wish somebody would get him. Like, y'all really don't like this man. <laughs> y'all really don't like this man because he sits in his basement, drinks Hennessy and gives terrible opinions. I guess not. All right, so we have an update here. After all the events of the weekend, Krishan Rock has deactivated all her social media accounts. She says she's taking a break. She's changing her phone number and possibly even her address. And that came after her um, baby's alleged grandma, Carlisa, pulled up to see her son over, um, I think, the no, the same weekend. He also, she came that weekend and um, everyone was happy to see her kind of get to meet the baby for the first time. I think the baby's like two months old. And this is Carlisa's first time meeting the baby. But you know how she is. She's very opinionated. She's going to be on Jason Lee soon. They posted the pictures. And I was like, oh, my Lord. So now he's had Jaden Alexis and Blueface. Krishan went on by herself. And now Carlisa, who, for those that don't know, is the mother of Blueface, will be coming on and giving her side of the story. I'm like, well, <laughs> one thing about Jason, he'll get to the T and he'll get to the coins because I think that interview is definitely going to go up in views. I think Jaden and Blueface just hit 3 million views this weekend. Krishan hit 3 million views like in a matter of days um, that she was on. And we're about to now talk about another person that was on his show. So Jason Lee show going up. <laughs> Shout out to Jason Lee, Hollywood Unlocked. Um, all right. So this next topic here, April claps back at Amorian after his mention of her on the Jason Lee show. So Amorian went on the Jason Lee show. He did a thorough like two hour interview. He spoke about everything. And of course, they had to speak about Lil Fizz his old band member dating his baby mom and being on love and hip hop Hollywood with her, right? As boyfriend and girlfriend. And you know how that affected him as a person, but how overall, you know, he just kind of let it go and he just remained, you know, cool, calm and collected about the situation because they were not together. And, you know, he felt like she could date whoever she wanted to date, but, you know, they kind of uh, implied, um, that she's a homie hopper and, you know, she was doing her thing or whatever. And April spoke out and said, there's so many things that, 
you know, the public doesn't know that she keeps secret. There's so much, you know, tea that could be spilled about Amorion and their situation and their breakup, but she doesn't say anything and she just would appreciate if people don't kind of ask like messy questions like that. But you know how, you know, Jason can be and you know when you go on these platforms, they're not all they're not just trying to get your story. They're also trying to get the tea. They're also trying to make it interesting um for the viewers so when it comes up in conversation it's definitely not always going to be favorable to the people that are involved in these situations because who wants to drag this back up right they've been broken up for so long she's been off love and hip-hop for so long at this point she's in another relationship with tay diggs like this is completely separate from her reality right now so for it to be brought back up again i will say in Amorion and Jason's defense, it's like, girl, when you dated Fizz, now let me just say what I really think, okay? You guys, we're friends. We're all friends here. I really think that Little Fizz dated April for a storyline. I do not think they were dating in real life. I truly think that Fizz and her needed a storyline. And I think what happens with those shows sometimes is they're like, we don't want to bring anybody else on. We don't want to split up the money between us and more on-screen talent. So we're just going to have everybody date everybody. I mean, Fizz dated Nikki. He was he originally went on the show with Moniece. And you know what I mean? It's just like he went through three relationships in a matter of like a year and a half that they were filming. Because you always need a storyline. You always need something going on in your life for them to really boost you on the show for you to get more screen time. So I honestly don't think it was a real relationship. I think it was just something for a storyline and everybody knew it would be salacious because him and Amorion had been in the group together um, and now he was dating his um, baby mom and ex-girlfriend, right? So I think that whole thing was fake. And maybe that's what April is talking about or maybe she's talking about something else that went on. But honestly, I really feel like if it was real and this man was dating his baby mom and they go on tour together, I nobody's that unbothered, you know? I think that Fizz sat down and had the conversation with Amorion like, this was fake. Producers came to me and was like, you could have the biggest storyline of the season if you go through with this relationship. And we did that. And we had those numbers. We did that thing. And so now this is something that I have to kind of get into it with you about. But at the same time, this was not something that really happened. That's just my personal opinion. You know, I don't I do not know that to be fact. There's nothing like proving um, whether that's fact or not. But I truly think that that was fake. And that's why their relationship was able to kind of carry on. But April, listen, spill that tea. You've been broken up with this man for years you're co-parenting with him. Things seem to be fine. At the end of the day, if he can go on an interview and spill the tea, so can you. I say get up there and spill that tea on the Jason Lee show like he offered to do. But I think Omorion definitely pays her a lot in child support and probably additional support, whatever she needs and stuff like that, because she has the primary custody of the kids. And she doesn't want to mess up a good thing. So it's like, if you're not going to mess up a good thing and you really don't want to talk about it, like, just don't talk about it. But at the end of the day, like, you and I both know. You know what I mean? It's like, you and I both know the situation. But if you're not going to talk about it, you're not going to talk about it. Don't tease us. <laughs> don't tease us and make it feel like you're going to drop some tea that you know you will never drop because your situation right now is very comfortable 
with your children's father and um, with your support. I never saw April live in anything, you know, nice, like anything shabby. She's always been taken care of. And I think that's something that she will never put in jeopardy. And so why are you teasing us? <laughs> why are you playing like you're going to tell when you're not going to tell? You know what I mean? All right. This has been the trending topics. Stay tuned for our sports report. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the sports update with J-Rod. Today I'll be covering week 10 of the NFL regular season. So let's get started. The Houston Texans upset the Cincinnati Bengals. Texans place kicker Matt Amendola made a 38-yard field goal with five seconds left in the fourth quarter to win the game. The Cleveland Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens. The Browns overcame a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter to win the game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Tennessee Titans. Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans caught six passes for 143 yards and one touchdown. The San Francisco 49ers blew out the Jacksonville Jaguars. The 49ers went on the road and beat the Jaguars by 31 points in Jacksonville. The Chicago Bears beat the Carolina Panthers. Bears running back Deonta Foreman had 21 carries for 80 yards and one touchdown. The Indianapolis Colts defeated the New England Patriots. The Colts defense did not allow a touchdown in this game. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Green Bay Packers. The Steelers defense recorded two interceptions and two fumble recoveries in this game. The Minnesota Vikings defeated the New Orleans Saints. Vikings tight end TJ Hawkinson caught 11 passes for 134 yards and one touchdown. The Detroit Lions beat the Los Angeles Chargers. Lions quarterback Jared Goff completed 23 passes for 333 yards and two touchdowns. The Arizona Cardinals defeated the Atlanta the Falcons, this was Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray's first start in 11 months. Kyler Murray has now fully recovered from the ACL injury he suffered last season. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Washington Commanders. Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith completed 31 passes for 369 yards and two touchdowns. The, the Dallas Cowboys blew out the New York Giants. The Cowboys led 28-0 at the half and cruised to victory. The Las Vegas Raiders defeated the New York Jets. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs carried the ball 27 times for 116 yards. And finally, the Denver Broncos upset the Buffalo Bills. And uh, the teams that had a bye week were the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Rams, the Miami Dolphins, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have a wonderful week. All right, T-Crew, let's get into my favorite part of the podcast, the deep dive 
where I get to shine a light on something that's been on my mind or something that is going to take a little longer to discuss. So we put it in the deep dive section. And today we're going to be talking about the Grammy nominations for 2024. It's crazy to think it's nomination season already, but it definitely is. The girls and guys got the nominations um, and people were flipping out. Some people were not as happy as others, but let's get into it. So SZA leads the pack with nine nominations, um, which was amazing. I was just like so happy for SZA. This latest project was so good and we really haven't had um, we've gotten singles here and there. She worked on the Black Panther soundtrack and she's been doing stuff for other people's albums. So this is the first album that we've got from SZA since 2018 and it was definitely a banger. I had the opportunity to go see her in Philly and she was absolutely amazing. Her voice was great. Her mic was on. Um, she was definitely giving production, stage quality everything um it's been a long time coming for SZA to finally get this like big stage recognition I think people have known about how dope SZA is for a long time but just to see her really shine like this is amazing and nine nominations whoa baby I hope she takes home all of them um if it's possible because <laughs> I want everybody else to get at least one too I will never forget when India Ari was like um, nominated for all these Grammys and I think Alicia Keys ended up sweeping and getting every single thing she was nominated for and India Ari didn't get any and I was so upset. I was like, oh my gosh. And back then I liked Alicia Keys, not so much now, but back then I liked her and I was like, oh, I'm happy for her. But at the same time, I was like, dang, India, you know, when you put an amazing project out, but it just happens to be the same year, the same year that someone else does. And the board just sweeps for that person. It's just like, they, not to say, oh, you get one, that's it. You get two, that's it. You know what I mean? Like everyone should win their category legitimately. Like if that's your category and you, you know, you should still be able to win or whatever, you know, irregardless of how many times you've won before. Um, but it would be nice. It would be nice for the girls because we all know how much artists look up to the Grammy Awards and how important it is and how much it means to them. You know, you really haven't had a career, quote unquote, if you don't have one, which is sad, but it's just true. Um, all right, so the rest of the nominations, Victoria Monet got seven nominations. I was also fortunate enough to see Victoria this year and she was amazing. I When I saw her performing, I'm like, first of all, no tea, no shades. The, these stages are not big enough for her. Like she has dancers, she has musicians like you can just tell that this is not the forum for her anymore she needs to definitely go up um into that next ring of arenas and stages because there was tons of people in there the event was like oversold because she's so popular um and I definitely think that she is one to watch and somebody that definitely um is next up. So I was so excited to see her gallies. I think she worked super hard. Um, she wrote the hit song, um, from, was it on my mama? She wrote it about postpartum and really getting back into her bag after having her daughter Hazel. And I was just like, this is amazing. Um, and it just really, really, it just, you know, 
I'm just so happy for her. I'm happy for her progress. I really feel like it's something that she's been working towards for a long time. You know, she's been writing for Ariana Grande for a long time and just kind of stepping into the forefront. It's like amazing um, to see a lot of her dreams come true at this point. I can't wait to see her win some of them. Hallie Bailey was on vacation in some private island with DDG when she got her first solo nomination for her song, Angel. So shout out to her. Ice Spice had four nominations. I forget all of them, but Best New Artist, Barbie World was also nominated. So she got that. Um, and then some other combo that she did with somebody, they went up for Best Duo. Um, so wow. You know, it's so funny because Ice Spice seems to be kind of like cooling down at this point but then she got four grammy nominations so <laughs> there's no cooling down for ice spice maybe she'll even perform too who knows tyla got a nomination for her hit water which is amazing tyla is a south african artist who kind of blew up on tiktok with her viral water dance um that went along with the song so in true artist fashion she went ahead and blew the song up even more shot a new video for it and really it just took off even more so shout out to tyla and her nomination and then Nicki minaj was nominated for barbie world so this comes after last year the whole kerfluff with her and lotto the whole drama started really over the drink the grammy um oh my gosh sorry speak <laughs> the grammy nominations and in the Grammy nominations, they were trying to figure out which category would best fit. I think that they picked Barbie World for melodic rap. Um, so this might be it for the Barb's that have been waiting um, for Nikki to get a Grammy. This might be the year that she walks away with one. And then uh, last but not least, uh, I think she's like, I would say New World artist uh or new wave artist ray spoke about not being nominated um and her team spoke about her not being nominated and how they felt like it was a snub to all the hard work that she's been putting in over this last year with all the submissions that they put in for her um for her to not get nominated was a slap in the face I'm on the fence about these. I'm not going to lie because I do feel like people should be able to express themselves and people should be able to do what, you know, they need to do at the same time. It's just a lot. Um, and I really think at the end of the day, there's some issues here and there with people wanting to express their displeasure, but having it come off as kind of like you're not happy for the others that are nominated. You know what I mean? I can understand saying I feel as though I was snubbed, even though I respect the Academy's decision to pick these other people, but you really can't have the same thing. You can't have it both at the same time. If you respect their decision to pick other people and you weren't picked, then you can't go back and be like, well, I was snubbed. And I, you know what I mean? It just doesn't go hand in hand. If you feel like they should have picked you over somebody else who was nominated, then you don't think that somebody else that was nominated deserved the award. You can't because everybody can't get the award. There's only so many to go out. So if you think that you should have been in that category, then that means somebody that's in the category currently will be bumped. 
You know, that's why that's the only reason why I kind of say like oh, speaking out and kind of putting it on social media and stuff kind of comes off with a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, who knows? Ray's not going to stop making music. She continues to make music. She continues to progress. She gets nominated next year. And then somebody else has something to say about her nomination. Like you'd feel a way, you know, you've been working your butt off. You finally got the nomination and somebody's on their social media. Like I was snubbed. I should have been in A, B, C, D, E, F, G category. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. And just to wrap up the nominations, Coy LeRae was also nominated. Congratulations to her. And Diddy was nominated for Best Progressive R&B Album. So shout out to him too. Um, All right, guys, this wraps up today's mini sip. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. I just want to thank you all for sharing the reels, sharing the posts, doing everything that you do to help to grow this little community. I really, really appreciate it. As always, convict the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are, and I love you for listening. Bye!